I just got off the phone with the fella uh-huh. and I yawned and he's like, oh no, you got to go podcast. <laughs> Don't be That's yawning. True. That's right. Don't be yawning. I'm with him. <laughs> Don't be yawning. Coming on here yawning, talking about you sleepy. And then, but then he's like, yeah, you yawn on the phone with me, you're going to get on there and you be running your mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> See. Like, true. True. I like, I'm tired. Good grief. Get out of here with that. No, I am tired. Uh, how was your week? Hard. Yeah. yeah work? Some work. I just had to kind of travel back and forth mm-hmm. a little bit to take care of something. Um, Warren Robbins and then um, you know, just working on my listening, you know, here in Atlanta and just girl had me doing manual labor, which I, you know, that's not my thing. Mm-mm. But um yeah, and then just some emotional stuff, something I actually don't think I told you about yet, but I don't want to discuss we it. We haven't on. talked. Yeah, so yeah, it's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. So um mm. Don't want to discuss it on the podcast. I'll talk to you <laughs> offline. Yeah, and um, okay. then I found out that um one of my former students passed away. So that was just oh oh I saw the USC player. Yeah, remember I used to talk about Eddie Haskell. Yes, that's him. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I saw. So our mutual friend Coors posted the article about it on Facebook and I saw you comment. Um, and so I, you know, I went ahead and read the piece cause I was, you know, um, but, Oh, I'm so sorry. And it was, was it, I, either the article, at least that one was kind of unclear. Was it a, an act like a motor vehicle accident? No, from oh. what I've gathered, it wasn't. And his brother commented in another article that he was having some mental issues. So mm. they made it seem that he was wandering on the freeway. Um, mm. So that's like what I gather. Like, you know, I, you know, kind of because of, you know, his role, at, you know, at the school. You know, I'd heard about, you know, like what he had been doing and, you know, he did, you know, it's really stand out there and it was drafted by the Chargers, got hurt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were some, you know, um, medication issues and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. some other kind of, um, you know, legal issues that were, mm-hmm. you know, he provided restitution for or whatever, but apparently there were still some issues, Um going on so it's just really unfortunate he was just such a 
smart kid Mm -hmm. when I knew him and just a little, like I said, Eddie Haskell, like charming, but you know, but a rascal. A little a rascal, but like you know, a good kid. Yeah, right. Um, right, you right know, I get it. Yeah, and so it was just kind of like Aww. you know, it's just so you know, just so sad. So so, so young, right? Thirty one, right? Oh, yeah, because like yeah, they were like eleven years older than me when I was teaching. Eesh. He was one of my first class of students. Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. So you know, just praying for his family because that's you know, and all his friends because I know that that's just. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. definitely praying for his family when um when I mm-hmm. when I read about it just just mm-hmm. just because of that. Just I didn't know really any of the details, and like I said, that that particular post was really un. It was very unclear. Very unclear. Like going yeah. On. So I was so, like, well, whatever. And I haven't is. reached out to anybody else to ask because I just you know I was like you know whatever is revealed like you know. I'll find out if not like you know it doesn't matter at this point but I just want to sure oh yeah his family that's just Mm -hmm. so hard for those parents Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so that's why we so it's been just like and the other thing was just like yeah again (sighs) stuff like a hard mental yeah yeah and you know just trying to stay focused and motivated it's kind of hard yeah, I have, um, like, I feel like I have a lot of people around me who are going through difficult things. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah, so it's just kind of, even though I'm not, like, in the middle of anything myself that's necessarily tough, I am um, feeling the weight of, like, you know, just people that you love having a hard time with things and having hard mm-hmm. things happen to them or to people who they love and you know just the the boomerang effect of that kind of situation so it's um yeah um all right shall we start yeah hopefully nothing too depressing come on drea Come on, drea um oh and this is uh my i am andrea yeah, she's Andrea. I'm Kristen. She's Kristen. And this is Wait. Tell me some stuff. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the wrong show. show. Wrong Sorry. show. Tell me everything. That's it. That's it. Tell me everything. Yeah, tell me everything. The podcast where Kristen and I um, just talk about everything. For a long time, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair amount of time. <laughs> the thing is, it's it's about our average catch-up conversation. So you're basically eavesdropping on our, one of our weekly phone calls. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, with just the slightest bit of editing, because you don't need to know all of our business. Right. Um, so there you go. That's, yeah. what, that's what you've stumbled into here, in case you just, you know, don't know where, what you're doing. Um, yeah. So, okay. So also we'll start off with Newsworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two stories as usual. I'm going to start, I'm going to go from um, the, the bizarre to, um, to like a good news, like serious, but good news. Okay. All right. So this is um, from today, October 11th, um, CBS News, uh, the politics section by Catherine Watson. And the headline is 
That was quite okay. something. Kanye steals the spotlight at the White House. <laughs> Have you seen this? No, but I did watch the Kev on stage video. Did you see that? No, I haven't. I haven't seen. <laughs> so just real quick before you get into the article. So they show he had like a video and only he caught this one little silly thing. Kanye's on his phone. You can see like over his shoulder, him that he's on his phone. And he punches in his code for his to unlock his phone. And it is zero 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 zero. No. And Kev like went on a whole tangent about that. It was hilarious. Oh, that's great. No, I'll have to watch that. I'll oh have to gosh, watch that. Girl, that's really I funny. I love okay. Kev on stage. He cracks me up. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So the whole thing is just crazy. Here's the article, uh, which basically gives kind of the highlights. It was so bizarre. I mean, it really it's it's like it's well i'll just read it's just so bizarre anyway so president trump typically isn't one to be upstage but that wasn't this case thursday when rapper kanye west launched into a monologue across from him in the oval office leaving even mr trump nearly speechless that was quite something that was quite something mr trump said west was invited to the white house excuse me to have Mm -hmm. lunch with the president former nfl star jim brown and the president's son-in-law and top advisor, Jared Kushner, to discuss manufacturing, prison reform, and gang violence. Um, and that's, to me, like, that was just, the picture of that was so bizarre, too, just because it just felt like, like, you know, it's like a weird dream that you had. Are real, like, um, yeah, lunchtime conversation. <laughs> right you could tackle all those very you could tackle all these things things. in in a a lunch but it was just funny it was just made me think of like you know i had this crazy dream and it was like trump and kanye west jim Jim brown Brown, yeah it is absolutely like a nightmare dream yeah (laughs) like it's weird it doesn't make sense it's like yeah so it's it's basically that but it really happened so it says, West launching into a more than 10-minute profanity-infused soliloquy, talked about being mistakenly diagnosed as bipolar, about his family situation, mm. about his support for Mr. Trump, among other things. He also said he won't, he, he won't consider running for president until 2024, instead voicing his support for Mr. Trump. This is a quote from Kanye. He may not have expected to have a crazy MFR like Kanye West run up and support, but best believe we are going to make America great again. <laughs> so then it, he goes on to explain. West said that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but then that he was misdiagnosed and was simply sleep deprived. And then he said, uh, yeah, then he said, we can empower the pharmaceuticals and make more money whatever that means. Wes said he loves Hillary Clinton, but explained why, because of his family history, her message didn't resonate with him, but Mr. Trump's did. He says, you know, they tried to scare me to not wear this hat because he was, of course, he was wearing a MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but this hat, it gives me, it gives me power in a way. You know, my dad and mom, my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also, I'm married to a family that, um, you know, not a lot of male energy going on. It's beautiful, though. But there's times where it's something about, you know, I love Hillary. I love everyone, right? But the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time, like a guy that could play catch with his son. 
There was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made me Superman. That's my favorite superhero. And you made a superhero cape for me. That's the full quote. West did touch on criminal justice reform, the primary topic he came to the White House to address. Mr. Trump earlier in the week said Chicago could strongly consider implementing a stop and frisk program like the one New York City had, because that was such a success. Um, But West said many people told him the most important thing is to make sure to curb any stop and frisk policies. West said the focus needs to be on love instead. West. Right, because you can legislate love. Right, (laughs) right, because that's something that you can legislate. Um, So I guess that was like something that they like clearly disagreed on. Um, West has been supportive of the president, sharing a picture of himself with a Make America Great Again hat earlier this year and praising him during a recent Saturday Night Live appearance. In return, Mr. Trump has lauded the rapper on Twitter and said he has been helpful with support among African-Americans. Mr. Mm -mm. Trump... Mr. Trump tweeted in August, thank you to Kanye West and the fact that he is willing to tell the truth. Of course, truth in all caps. One new great fact, again, fact in all caps, African-American employment is the lowest ever recorded in the history of of our country. So honored by this. Thank you, Kanye, for your support. It is making a big difference. So that's... To no one. <laughs> well, I don't know what the connection is between that and the unemployment rate, but... <laughs> There's... Because Kanye's support put Negroes to work. I don't... I mean, like... None of these things make sense. We have pretty much all canceled Kanye. Oh. Um, Put Negroes to work. That should be the. <laughs> that should be like some like policy that comes out of this White House. Hey, I support it. I support I, it. I, I mean, yeah. but that should really be like the name of the legislation. Um, hey, you know, with this administration, it might be something else. So let's um, let's. I mean, let's hope for Negroes, right? Let's hope for Negroes. Fingers crossed it, for Negroes. Fingers crossed because I think <laughs> you know it might go back a couple more ticks. Um, oh jeez. Okay. Uh, West visit Kim. I'm sorry. West visit comes after his wife Kim Kardashian successfully lobbied the president to commute the sentence of Alice Marie Johnson, who had been convicted on drug charges. Earlier this week, Mr. Trump said there are a lot of people like Johnson, and he would like to find them. Um, oh Jesus! He says. <laughs> he said on Wednesday, "I'd like to find." Um, a lot of people like Alice Johnson, and there are a lot of people like that in a in that are in a situation like that, and we are actively looking for those situations. She's a terrific woman. I've been watching her a lot, and what a great spokeswoman she is for that situation. And that's covering what situation. I would pay him a million dollars of money I don't have to name the situation. I would pay him so much imaginary money. Right. To name the situation. To name the situation. And that's covering a lot of people, he says. There are a lot of a lot of people like that. What people? That, like what? <laughs> that will unfortunately be locked up for many, many years. And there's no reason for it. So we are looking for, we are actively looking for 
other situations exactly if like he that. Says situation <laughs> one more time. I swear, folks, God, if you say situation one more time, other because it's exactly like that, Kristen. That's the kind, just because... like that. <laughs> now, if I went somewhere speaking like that, <sighs> they would run me out of jail. <laughs> Like you clearly don't know what <laughs> So we're not gonna buy a house from you. We're not gonna do anything with you because you sound like a complete uninformed idiot. Oh so I but love it, thank though. you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. President, for that situation uh, like President that. President Pootie Tang. Yeah, like what are you saying? <laughs> what are these words put together? Like President Pootie Tang. basically it then they like that was you know and then they went on to have it's weird every article that I read about this this was the most concise one um ended with what they had for lunch so on the menu was a caprese salad Fried chicken no because <laughs> <laughs> I thought Donald Trump would have fried chicken for the Negroes I mean he did not he actually okay, had it... a lovely caprese salad with balsamic mm, glaze delicious. Roast mm, yeah. roasted chicken with fingerling potatoes. I knew he had chicken. Okay, but it was roasted, Kristen. Okay, did he have wa- watermelon and, and, and sautéed asparagus? No watermelon sorbet. No, no watermelon oh. sorbet. Okay, I could not that I'm aware of. They didn't mention actually the last course, so you know I maybe, maybe. It was watermelon. <laughs> How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? It was watermelon sorbet. It was watermelon sorbet. I bet it was. I, I bet there you. have to be some watermelon somewhere on that menu. I bet you more money I don't have than it was. I bet you more money I don't have. A million trillion dollars. <laughs> A million zillion trillion dollars. Dollars. Oh, gosh. gosh. Okay. All okay. Right. So that was my <laughs> bizarre story out of out of the really Oval good, Office. Um, so crazy. Crazy salad. Sounds good. It is. It does. It. They did. It does sound like they had a lovely lunch. <laughs> and yeah, but just... I would love that lunch. Crazy salad, roast mm-hmm. chicken, asparagus, and watermelon sorbet. That all sounds so good. And the yes, and the watermelon sorbet that we have now added to the menu. Yeah, it's, I'm just going to add that on there. Okay, just, just throw that on there. It's a nice way to yeah. kind of cleanse the palate at the end of a meal. Uh-huh. A Give the Negroes some chicken and watermelon. <laughs> sophisticated so, chicken and watermelon. Yeah, sophisticated chicken. Oh, and that's how I went to, what was the name of that place? The Grand Lux, it had some like chicken dish they had and I had a watermelon martini. Yes. And so it was like, really, Kristen, you're eating chicken and having I was like, <laughs> Okay, it's not like I have like a big like half a watermelon and I'm like eating. It's like a watermelon martini. And it's chicken. There's a lot of chicken on the menu. I don't see how these two things make you feel oppressed. But okay. No, I don't see that either. Now wait, isn't Nasia the one who won't eat chicken and watermelon in public? I don't know if she is. I don't know that. There was somebody that you told me from college that like had kind of a standard rule that that's they they would not 
like the, the Sia, is that you? The right Sia. Now, your, no, right now, is that your mama? Right. No, no, is that your mama? Is that your mama? Because <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I that, do remember you telling me like the her. story. Yeah, so. sounds like her. Okay, so. we'll put that on the. Uh, we'll park that in the parking lot as a question. Yeah, I'll ask you later. <laughs> Get back to us and see you. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's my story out of DC. Um, okay. And then moving um, all the way across the country to this coast. Um, this is out of Washington State from NPR Today, um, a story by Merritt Kennedy. And the um, headline is Washington State Strikes Down Death Penalty Citing Racial Bias. Um, so I just happened across this and I thought this would be, uh, this is a good thing to highlight. Um, this is the, um, the state Supreme Court justices, um, in a majority opinion wrote, we are confident that the association between race and the death penalty is not attributed to random chance. So the Washington Supreme Court has struck down the state's death penalty, saying that it is imposed arbitrarily and with racial bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Governor Jay Inslee issued a moratorium on the death penalty in Washington back in 2014. And then on Thursday, he called the opinion a hugely important moment in our pursuit for equal and fair application of justice. Thursday's ruling makes Washington the 20th state to abolish capital punishment. According to the ACLU, the state Supreme Court is the third to do so, citing concerns about racial disparities, along with Massachusetts and Connecticut. <clears throat> Excuse me. The court decided to convert Washington's current death sentences to life imprisonment. The state's correction division says that there are eight people currently on death row. This case was prompted by one of those inmates. Alan Eugene Gregory, who was found guilty of the 1996 aggravated first-degree murder of a woman. Gregory argued that the death penalty in Washington is, quote, unequally applied, end quote, and the justices agreed with him. According to the opinion, the convicted murderer commissioned a study of racial bias and the death penalty that found, quote, Black defendants were four and a half times more likely to be sentenced to death than similarly situated white defendants, end quote. Mm. The report said, quote, race didn't appear to influence whether prosecutors sought the death penalty, but it was a factor in whether juries imposed a death sentence, Um, which I think is the bigger, Mm -hmm. which makes sense, right? Like it's, it's that the the jury end of it that's always the issue um so it says um the state disputed the study's claims but ultimately the justice justices said they afforded great weight to its conclusions they also said that even though the purposes of the death penalty are quote retribution and deterrence of capital crimes by prospective offenders capital punishment fails to serve these goals as it is currently applied in the state At the same time, they didn't completely rule out the state imposing the death penalty again in the future. They said, we leave open the possibility that the legislature may enact a carefully drafted statute to impose capital punishment in this state, but it cannot create a system 
that offends constitutional rights. So a concurring opinion also supported invalidating the death penalty, uh, but for other reasoning. I don't, I don't know if they mentioned what the other reasoning was. The injustices, I'm sorry, <clears throat> the justices declined to revisit Gregory's conviction for aggravated first murder, saying that it had already been appealed and affirmed by this court. Opponents of the death penalty, such as the ACLU, are cheering the decision. There is nothing unique about the role racism played in Washington's death penalty, said Jeff Robinson, who is the deputy legal director and director of the Trone Center for Justice at the ACLU. He, he goes on to say, what is rare is the Supreme Court's willingness to call out the truth that has always been there. Racial bias, conscious or unconscious, plays a role in the death penalty decisions across America, influencing who faces this ultimate punishment, who sits on the jury, what kind of victim impact and mitigation evidence is used, and who is given life or death. Um, so um, one of the local um, stations up there reported that Cal Coburn Brown, who was executed in 2010, what was the last time that the death penalty was carried out in Washington. So, um, yeah, so I think that that's good news coming out of Washington that this, um, and I just thought it was interesting that it was this, this, uh, this guy who's in, this inmate who is kind of led the charge. Um, okay. Isn't that cool? So um, I know that there's, I mean, obviously there's, it's the whole death penalty discussion is huge and, and mm-hmm. all the different sides of it. Um, but I thought it was really telling this statistic that kind of backs up what I think we've all felt and known is just, you know, mm-hmm. that, that it's, um, four and four and a half times more likely to be um, imposed upon um, a black defendant over a white defendant in the exact same type of situation. So uh, that in and of itself is reason enough to question whether it should be allowed. Um, mm-hmm. So good for Washington State. Bravo! 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 Um, so yeah, so those are my two stories for Newsworthy. There you have it. Awesome sauce. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So my viral box is actually something I found out about right after I think we taped last Friday. Okay. So you are aware of who Banksy is. Did you hear about this? Uh, yes, I did. Only because people, several people posted about it on Facebook, but go ahead. Okay, so... One of Banksy's paintings, Girl with Balloon, went up for auction last Friday at Sotheby's in London. And right as the gavel hit and the (laughs) painting was sold, the picture inside of the frame started to go down and it was shredded (laughs) in the painting and mind you she paid it was a woman um and they said a frequent kind of customer mm-hmm. paid it was sold for 1.4 million dollars um it was remotely um shredded 
um, you could see he posted mm-hmm. a couple of things on on his Instagram. <laughs> One was like a picture of stunned people looking <laughs> at the painting <laughs> as it was half, you know, it kind of went down by half within the frame and like half was intact, half was shredded. Uh-huh. And he put going, going, gone. <laughs> And then then he showed a little video about how a few years ago he included a shredder in the painting in case it was ever sold at auction, blah, blah, blah. And then he quoted Picasso, the urge to destroy is also a creative urge. Uh Um, And so that was that. And, you know, of course, Sotheby's was um, kind of, question about this people are like um did y'all not notice that there was like something weird about the painting about the backing um people were concerned about you know how they were going to deal with this was the seller was the buyer rather going to move forward with the purchase how they were going to handle things um well after apparently a week of negotiation with Uh the um, buyer she's decided to go ahead with the purchase um half of the image is still visible um and you know dangles below and they're just now like oh it's now like this new work of art that's created in our cell room and they're calling it the first work of um ever created in um during a live auction blah 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 huh interesting yeah and she was saying that um, she feels that she's a part of history. She's like, of course, when the hammer came down last week and the work was shredded, I was at first shocked. Uh-huh. Um, but gradually I began to realize that I would end up with my own piece of art history. Okay. So, yeah. So, of course, after this, Banksy has renamed the painting, had it recertified and everything. Okay. Got new papers, and it is now called Love is in the Bin. Love is in the what? Bin, like the trash. Oh, that's funny. Okay, and so, again, people have questioned Sotheby's about um, being involved in, you know, the stud, and they were like, um, were we in on it? Absolutely not. Right. Um, do you really think Banksy, who spent his youth stenciling walls in Bristol and dodging the local authorities, would want to collaborate with the art establishment? Come on, you should all know better. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, I still don't know if I believe y'all, but whatever. Um, this has brought a lot of attention to Sotheby's, and the painting is going to the art piece now, it's not really a painting, is going to be on view at um, of Sotheby's gallery, gallery, one of their galleries in London this weekend. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. So when I saw it, I just couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was the most <laughs> hilarious thing. I thought it was hilarious. Like I was like, and I mean, it was watching the thing itself get sh- like you know just all of a sudden start self shredding which was like this what is happening and mm-hmm. then watching like every like it was the just face oh the my faces. god everyone's faces and also just like that moment of like people really what? being frozen like not knowing like everybody like what's happening it was right like now. yeah like everybody's like what's happening 
and like what do we do like you know so it's like yeah, all of a sudden like people still on the phone yeah yeah so it's like all of a sudden like there's this like i don't know like these two full seconds where like everybody was just stopped and then like and frozen and then everybody starts moving like okay we'll get it off the wall and move it out of the room and you know like yeah. folks moved into action it was just so funny i was like this is crazy and i was wondering so this is i didn't know the rest of the story i didn't look into it any further so yeah that's good to know I'm, i was interested i was wondering like what's the person gonna do who bought it like you know and and i was also wondering how that worked because of course it's an auction mm-hmm. and typically in an auction like once you bid and are declared the winner like that's it like you're it's yours like it's not you know so i was wondering you know how it would turn out so that's that's interesting yeah but then I, I was thinking about it people were saying like kind of immediately after you know art people because again art is only worth what someone will pay for it like you know the market determines the the price and the value and the fact that this has been such a huge kind of international thing Mm -hmm. it's still by this famous artist and like she said it is kind of a a fashion art art history kind of moment like this has never really happened before Mm -hmm. so you know, in terms of art, like it is, there is value. Like she will be able to. There is some value. There, oh yeah, you know? absolutely. I yeah, because like all it's worth more people, now than it was when she when the gavel when went she down. bought it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So kind of double. It will probably double in value to like some people will pay you know twice as much for it now. Oh, absolutely. Because like I said, like it's the notoriety, what happened, and you know it's you know art is not just a painting. Like this is mm-hmm. now like this a piece. Uh, installation piece not really installation but you know it's more than like a painting so it's still art like just because Mm -hmm. it's destroyed you know from the picture it's still art so it's just um or as Ainsley would say it's a mess um (laughs) but um uh, but yeah I caught her name so many times last week so oh girl yeah I was like you gave up on that Yes, because it was just too much. I couldn't take it. So <laughs> she was in the mix. She was in the mix. She was our third. They third put me in the mix. Week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was great. Thank that you. That was Banksy, great. Thank you, Banksy. Time. Thank you for the good time. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Thank yeah. you for this. So good. It's good stuff. Um, so yeah, so that was the viral thing because that was all over the place. I could not turn without seeing that mm-hmm. post this past weekend. So yeah, so um, wait, tell me everything. Uh-huh. Have you heard? Have you heard the news? Mm. All the world rejoice. Wakanda. Let's revisit Wakanda. Um, no, Ryan, what's news? <laughs> Ryan Coogler plans to begin writing Black the Black Panther sequel in 2019. Okay, great. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, he's quietly closed a deal to write and direct the sequel. Okay. Um, he'll begin re- writing the script in 2019, and production is projected to kick off either in 2019 at the very latest 2020. Um, Marvel or Disney, they haven't made official confirmation yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to make sure that they have as much of the original creative team intact. Um, yes, and I bet their bottom line wants that as well. 
Sure. Um, but they haven't, you know, no one said anything guaranteed that everyone will be able to participate. You know, I'm sure they need to figure out schedules and schedules, yeah. All that that's, you know, kinda of gonna be the big thing. Um also be interesting to see when it'll probably come out. Probably not until twenty twenty because right. uh, the next Avengers installment is coming out in May mm-hmm. and Spider-Man sequel is coming out in July so yeah, okay. I wouldn't think it will be coming out until probably next 2020 February 2020 all right progress in the MCU I love it yeah so that is that so I thought that was awesome that's great very exciting also yeah the American Music Awards happen and I don't care so we're not talking about that Jimmy Crack and AMAs and I don't care I don't know anything (laughs) that happened no Cardi B performed and that's all I know yeah I don't know anything I don't you know only because someone posted about her performance and no one else I know said anything about the AMAs yeah, I heard um, very little about it on my Facebook feed, which is the only place I get news like this. <laughs> right. And so, you know, Instagram had some things, but like it wasn't even significant. And um, what's her name? Oh, Lord, Tracy Ellis Ross changed her clothes a whole lot. I did see together. that. I saw that she had. Yeah. Like a mil- what, so she was the host. She hosted, I'm assuming. Yeah. She okay. hosted, I believe, last year, and they did like a whole tribute to her mom, and she wore like one of her mom's outfits. Oh, it was wow. fantastic. Okay. Yeah. It was so great. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I live for her wardrobe. She's always so. been a fashion icon oh of sorts. So, yes, I love her. Love her clothes. Quirky style. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so, yeah. So that was, you know, whatever. Um, also, like briefly, mm-hmm. congratulations to. Eva Marcel, who was the winner of America Top Model Cycle 3 and now current cast member of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. She married her attorney um, husband, Michael Sterling, who ran for he ran for mayor of Atlanta. He did not win, of course, because Keisha is my mayor. Right. Um, and yeah, so they got married this past weekend. Oh, congratulations. A little, yeah, a little chunky baby. Oh. Uh, I think she waited until after she had the babies okay. for the wedding. And um, yeah, so good for them. Congratulations to her. Yeah, so I had mentioned her in another article, or rather her crazy baby daddy who had threatened him. Yeah, uh, I remember this. Okay. Yeah, so they finally have Ty the Night and all looked well. So lots of real housewife people going to the wedding and dressed all up. So. I'm sure. Yes. Dressed to the nines, 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 nines. Okay. So that was that. And the other little news that I was going to talk about uh-huh. is like a story that I, again, I don't know why I get so much glee when bad things happen to rich people. And I shouldn't be that way. You but... shouldn't. It's not nice. It's not. It's kind of like walk a mile in regular people's shoes for a second, and it's like a catastrophe. So it, that part of me, I'm just kind of like, okay, I have no sympathy for you, but like you'll be fine. Like you had a hard day. It's kind of like that song. You had a bad day. You, you yeah, know, <laughs> you, you'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, you go back to your mansion and forget all about this. So what so, happened? So remember 
the fire festival last year in the Bahamas. Do you recall this? Disaster? No, the fire. It was festival. a disaster. They called it a disaster. It wasn't good. I will say this, but I mean, these same people go to like well not maybe these same people but people go to Burning Man and all these other kind of festivals where there's no toilets and all that kind of stuff no so, toilets what? Coachella well you know like no real toilets I got called bougie this past weekend because I went to a foot a college football game and I didn't want to use the bathrooms that were attached to the stadium I wanted to go into like the student center and use the inside bathrooms Okay, and I got called bougie for that, and I was like, "Call me what you must," but I will take my chances more so. <laughs> I was like, "I go to sporting events, mm-hmm. and I don't like those bathrooms." Like, so I was like, "I will take my chance." So anyway, so like these places have like porta potties, that sort of thing, not necessarily like mm-hmm. you know they don't have real bathrooms because they're usually out in the desert. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. So apparently, this festival was scheduled to take place in the Bahamas on um, Exuma, like that really nice um, island. Okay. Over two weekends in April and May in 2017. Okay. So it was organized by the Fire Media founder Billy McFarlane and randomly rapper Ja Rule. <laughs> that is pretty random. Okay. As a, and like Blink-182 was supposed to form. It was like a weird thing. I was like, who thought this was awesome? Anyway, as a luxury music festival to pr- pr- promote um, the f- um, Fire Music Booking app. It was promoted uh, by a bunch of Instagram, you know, social media influencers, Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid, and other models and, you know, social influencers um, okay. who um, didn't necessarily, didn't initially disclose that they were being paid to do this. Um, so when people got on the island, it was a mess. So there was problems with security, food, uh, I vaguely remember this. And people were, like, trying to get flights out of there, and they couldn't. Right. So um, some people arrived. They found that, you know, they thought they were going to be in these luxury villas and eating gourmet meals. And they ended up, you know, they were in tents. Like, these little kind of pods. It looked a little, like, um, igloos or something. Like, little pods. And prepackaged sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. It was horrible. And like some of the acts weren't there. There's like, you know, some DJ and people were like, ex- oh, you know, very mad because they spent like tens of thousand dollars for this thing. That's a mess. It was a huge mess. So there are other people there. Like I just watched a little video um, about uh, one of the guys who was paid to make. Um, like masks and different kind of like iron art pieces okay and he didn't get paid and so a bunch of people didn't get paid a lot of people who were natives to the island didn't get paid for the work that they did and so they're like you know a lot of people were out of a lot of money not you know just the people who spent the money for this experience and did not get the experience that was being promoted so there are about eight lawsuits Mm-hmm. Um, seeking more than a hundred million dollars in damages of defrauding ticket buyers. Um, so this past Thursday, the main organizer, um, I believe his name Billy McFarland, was sentenced to six years in prison by a federal wow. judge in Manhattan. You don't mess with the rich folks. 
Wow. Um, Six years. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, he also, in addition, he was also sentenced for running a sham ticketing, ticket selling business as well. So, okay. while this, okay, so he pled guilty to two counts of wire fraud after they fit, realized he defrauded investors in his company mm-hmm. um, that promoted the festival resulting in 24 million dollars in losses and again all those other issues with um you know defrauding people but while this man was out on bail he cre- he did he committed more fraud what? so yeah girl so he had this ticket selling i guess company so in july they charged he pleaded guilty to two more counts of fraud um where he sold fake tickets to fashion, music, and sports events. So Met Games. Dang. Um, the, I think the Grammys, they said there was one story of, of uh, some people who bought tickets to the Grammys and were basically turned away at the door. Like, no, you do not have tickets. Coachella. No. So that kind of thing. So it cost at least 30 victims a minimum of about $150,000. So while you are... Oh my gosh! Out on bail for frauding people. You decide. You know what I'm gonna do? I need to make some money, so let me do this real quick. So yeah, so that was crazy. So that's wild. That's pretty bold. It's so bold. So I was like, yeah, you deserve six years because you need to learn your lesson. Because clearly, clearly, you don't Mm -hmm. get it. So yeah. So that is all. That's a whole lot. Yeah. That's a whole lot. Oh my goodness. Well, at least he's gonna you know, do some time. Mm-hmm. That is just wild though. Um okay. Yeah. So shall we get sure. Okay. So I've been waiting all week to talk to you about a star is born. Which I did not get to see. So. <gasps> I know. I know. I just didn't get a chance to see it. Too much was going on this week. I didn't get a chance to. So. <laughs> I know. It's so what good. What is that noise? Apparently. So this is the exact opposite of your review oh of the Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson version. It has nothing to do. <laughs> I mean... Well, of course, you know, like, this is like the third remake? The fourth remake of this This movie. is the fourth remake. So, it so was... apparent to everyone, like, the Barbara Streisand one is the worst one. Even yeah, I mean, like I don't know. Roger so Ebert I have no and... other frame of reference because I never, yeah. I never saw the original or the second one, the Judy Garland one. I've never right. seen either of those. So all I had to go off of was the Barbara Streisand one, which is horrible. I talked about that last week, um, and so with the exception of Evergreens, but go on. I'm sorry, I had to put that in there. Everything else was trash. Okay, go on. Wow. Um, so, but this, it was so, it's so well done. Like, it's just so well done. Like, first of all, Bradley Cooper can sing. Um, 
his um Bradley Cooper I feel can do everything yeah he's basically the Batman um yeah like I can speak French I can act um yes yeah I can sing apparently he's like can also play the guitar like if he's a very talented man (laughs) and he's very easy on the eyes um and that too and that too um and um but it was just so good it was so good they um there's um they kept they kept the things that were charming about the the seven, 1976 version they and they cut out all the campy crap and all the extra bs like it was like the things that they decided to keep were really strategic they changed like not even changed like they adjusted the storyline just so um, to help modernize it and to make it more interesting and to give the characters a little bit more depth. Um, so, and that was, and all of those were smart moves. And then you have Lady Gaga, who is just an amazing talent, an amazing talent. Like, she's just one of those mm-hmm. who just like she just opens her mouth. And I mean, it seems it seems effort like similar to Adele, you know, like just mm-hmm. opens her mouth and it seems effortless. But you're like, how could that be effortless? It's so perfect and gorgeous and powerful. Mm-hmm. And and the music is really all the music that was written for it. They only they 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 kept one song from the 76 version, um, which is um, the the song that um, uh that Jack is famous for. Um, so mm. they kept that song and it actually, but they updated it and it's really not, it's a really pretty song. Um, and, um, and then the rest was, as far as I could tell, the rest was all new and all terrific. Like I downloaded the soundtrack, like the minute I got home, I've been listening to it all week. Like it's just, the music oh, wow. is great. Um, really, really really well written and produced everything about it i loved it so okay um, so you're saying that you like it like yeah just a little bit just a little bit um i actually want to see it again it's and it's definitely you know it's still like a a sad love story um because it ends the way it ends like it ends the way that ends and there's a little bit of a twist and so yeah it's it's i kind of read did you read Okay, yeah, so I don't so, want to do a spoiler, but if so, for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen it, but yeah, it's so more it's true to the other versions of how that happened. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, because her, the I always say it's the barber because her and her boyfriend produced the that one, uh-huh. so yeah, so they changed they changed that that part of it. Like, ah, uh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know that, like, I didn't read anything about it, so I wasn't prepared at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so it's definitely jarring, but it's, you know, so it's not like, um, it's not like a feel good love story. It's like your basic, you know, tragic love story, but, um, but still so good, terrific. See it. Um, I want to see it again j- just to get all the music in Dolby stereo sound. <laughs> one more time um because mm-hmm. it was that the the music is dynamic so so oh, go see a star is born yep again you know what i'm gonna do it tomorrow i keep saying that but i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna find time in my day to do it tomorrow yeah just catch a matinee like it, it was so good it was so good 
Um, so that's my little like movie update. Um, the other thing that I've started to um, listen to, uh, and I'm sure you've heard, you, I know that you've heard this because the same podcasts are my favorite murders, but it talks about this all the time. Um, but I just finally tuned in to the podcast called Criminal. Have you heard, have you tuned in at all? No. Okay. Criminal. I haven't listened. I haven't even listened to any of my podcasts this week. So, okay. Yeah. So they've been like, they mention criminal every once in a while on my favorite murder. Mm-hmm. And it's just another like true crime podcast, but it's really good. And so since they've mentioned it so many times, I finally was like, let me, you know, t- sign on. What I really like about it is that they're super short episodes. Like they're like 20 minutes at most, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I really like about it is the hostess. Her name is Phoebe Judge. And she, I have like such a like uh, girl crush envy for her radio voice. She has the best radio voice mm. anywhere. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's, it's almost as good. It's, no, I would say it's even, it's, it's on par with uh, Sarah Koenig. I think Sarah Koenig has like a wonderful, like perfect Mm -hmm. radio voice. And Phoebe Judge is like on par with her. Like I would, I would put them both in the same slot, like tied for number one in terms of like this, like perfect female voice that's like feminine but like assertive and even and smooth and velvety, like inviting, but not like, you know. Because it's kind of weird because it's like soothing for like a topic that's anything but. Right. Like it has the reporter feel to it without Mm -hmm. being too like technical. I mean, and yes, she sounds amazing. And the tagline for the show or like her tagline for herself in the show is, this is Phoebe Judge and this is criminal and it is amazing <laughs> like, I just love her um, and the stories are interesting like it's true crime but it's not just murders it's just kind of like really just random crimes that people have committed and it's told like quickly and like succinctly but like some really crazy interesting stuff like I've already listened to a handful of episodes just kind of starting from number one and working my way down so that's my new it's it's not a new podcast it's been around for at least i think four years now um but i'm just tuning in and it um so if you haven't listened to criminal give a give it a listen okay um okay and a couple of go ahead i'm sorry no please go on did you see the commercial for dirty john no there's a commercial they are making it into a limited series <gasps> with Connie Britton. Who? Connie Britton. Who is Connie with Britton? Friday Night Lights in Nashville. I didn't watch either of those shows. Oh my gosh, she's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, she played Faye Resnick in the People versus OJ Simpson. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. And like the daughters, like the voices, oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> All the verbal, uh, what's it called, uh-huh. verbal fry? Yeah, so 
It's going to be amazing. Oh, shut up. Okay, yeah. Go. Dirty John, you guys, if you have not listened to Dirty John, since we're doing apparently podcast recommendations right now, Dirty John, just look it up. It's not what it sounds like. Um, the name is deceiving. It, it, but it's so good. It's such a like, it's such a binge worthy um, mm-hmm. podcast. And it's a crazy story. It's um, infuriating. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's riveting. Um, I yeah, literally would be like vocally, like reacting gasping, to it, yeah. gasping, listening, and, and like talking back to it, like, no, oh, no, yeah, are you I'm kidding like, me? What's wrong with you? Yes. <laughs> like, are you for real right yeah. now? Yeah. So, yeah. So, they're basing it off of the podcast and the LA Times um, series. Oh, that's going to be, I, I hope they do a good job with it because it's a story. Well, from just the clips, oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Great. Okay, I'm gonna. So yeah, stop. I'm sorry, when you were talking about true crime. I just had to like, please. I like literally had to like write it down right now so I wouldn't forget. Oh my god, so thank I was you. Like, oh my god, did you say that? Okay, okay, right. yeah. Oh, Continue god. with your. your- <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, after we finish, I'm gonna look that up. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so the other thing I'm excited about, I got a new cookbook this week. It's one that I pre-ordered. My skinny taste, you know, I, you know, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I know, you know, I'm obsessed with skinny taste. And yeah. that was my first book I got was the slow, like they're kind of like uh, fast and slow. This mm. one is great. It's called One and Done, and it's all one pot recipes. And she breaks it down. The sections are broken down by the um, the vessel. So there's a whole section for slow cooker. There's a whole section for instant pot. There's a whole section for Dutch oven. There's a whole section mm. for skillets. And it's all one mm. pot meals. So oh, I love that. Oh, my God. I had a great shepherd's pie. Yeah, she's got a shepherd's pie in here. There's mm. a ton of stuff. And it's all skinny taste. So it's all, like, low calorie, low fat, mm. low carb. So I'm super excited to, like, flip through it and start trying stuff. Because I love, I love one pot recipes. That's my, that's my jam. Um, mm-hmm. so I'd also like to add that thanks to all my, uh, cooking and weekly meal prep and my running, which I'm now up to a full four miles running. Woohoo! I saw that. Da-da-da. I know. I'm so excited. So that was my goal and I just need to get faster now. Um, but I'm, I'm close to the pace that I want. I just need to speed up some. Um, but yeah, so I ran a full four miles, um, this week, um, not including the cool down and the warm up, just the run itself. And so I was glad about that. I'm down 15 pounds. Woo-hoo. So get it, girl, get it, get it, girl. Um, so I'm super excited about that. So those are my healthy updates. And then just two more things. I know I have a lot of updates this week. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. So speaking of podcasts, you and I have been listening. Well, you're done. I'm still making my way through the uh, Harry Potter Unspoiled po- podcast. Mm-hmm. And they keep talking about the the Funko Pop dolls. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and every, everybody knows about these. The Funko Pop makes like the little like cute, like they're kind of like, you know, five inches tall and they're um usually these like vinyl figures yeah they're like um and every like for everything like for every Mm -hmm. marvel movie every you know superhero everything you can think of there's like a pop doll shows tv shows whatever um so anyhow because they've been talking about the the 
Funko Pop dolls that they've been given or gifted and want. I've been like thinking about like, I think, you know, like I've always wanted one, but I don't, one, I don't want a collection. You know, I don't do tchotchkes. I don't like having a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff just for the sake of collecting dust. And so I wanted a Harry Potter one, but I wasn't sure which one to get because there, you know, there's so many to choose from. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, Harry just felt very obvious and, you know, so I was talking about, we were talking about Harry Potter at work, which happens more often than you would, more often than you would imagine in the office. We were just somehow on the topic again. And um, one of our uh, new hires, this guy, was telling me that his, um, his daughter gave him her Thestral because and when she gave it to him she was like you should have this because you see death and I was like that's it (laughs) okay Luna yes I was like because I I was actually very much leaning towards Luna Lovegood before we had this conversation and then I was like nope that's it your daughter's right that is the pop that the Funko Pop doll that I want um, so I promptly went online to Amazon and I found it, um, and I ordered it and got it and it is so cute. Like it's, it's so cute. Um, so for those of you who don't know Harry Potter, there's this, um, magical creature. It's called a Thestral and it's basically like a, a like this, uh, winged horse, um, that, um, has kind of like it's described as having kind of like waxy wings and it's black and um, it has eyes that look kind of like blind. Um, And the thing in the story in the Harry Potter books is that uh, you don't, for a long time, uh, Harry was unable to see them and didn't know they existed, but they um, are, um, they were there. They were used to pull the carriages um, from the place where um, they got off the train. the train, right? From the train to the school, uh, they would put all their stuff in these carriages, and then it would seem that the carriages were kind of magically, uh, kind of you know, glided their way over to the school. But what no one knew is that it was Thestrals that were actually pulling them. They're just invisible to you. And the reason they're invisible is that the only people who can see them is anyone who's seen death. If you've seen death, then once once you've had that experience of having seen death, the Thestrals become visible to you. And they remain visible to any everybody else until they also have those same that same encounter. Um, so... Um, so Harry discovers this, of course, after Cedric Diggory dies and he sees that, you know, he's witness to that. Um, and so at the top of the next book, all of a sudden he sees these and he wonders if they've been there the whole time or what the deal is. And later he learns the reason why he can see them. So anyway, um, I've always thought that that was a, a cool thing because you know I'm kind of obsessed with this sort of stuff and um, 
And I was like, yeah, that's, that's great. Like, I was like, we should, I was like, you know, of course, everybody in the department, we were like, we should all have thestrals. We should all have thestrals because we see death all the time. And it's kind of our thing. Um, So, um, so yeah, so I'm super excited about my thestral. (laughs) All that to say, I'm stoked that I have a thestral and it's sitting in my living room now. And it's so cute. Um, So I finally got my Funko Pop doll. So I'm like you're weird. I know, I know. It's totally weird and morbid or whatever, but like that's that's my life. Um, yeah. So again, yeah, Harry Potter is a big thing because I've been with the guy girls most of the weekend. So mm-hmm. again, Harry Potter reading. They're obsessed with Harry Potter. We had <sighs> butter so beer and our little Harry Potter like lunch. So, so cute. Yeah. Yeah, very so fun. I love that they're like getting exposed to all this stuff. It's so fun to watch yeah, somebody and new. Even like Ainsley, who is like five, is obsessed with Harry Potter because she does watch the movies with us. Uh-huh. Like I said, she has her Harry Potter book that she like learns all the characters and different things about the story. So for you know for her kind of age for her so age it, level, yeah. So it's like and again, she's still scared of Dobby, but. Um, I'm like, if he's scared of Dobby, like the stuff that's coming is gonna mm-hmm. like freak her out. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so fun though! So, yeah, yeah. love Harry Potter. All right, last thing. Oh gosh, what's so going thing. Your life is just so much going on, girl. <laughs> so much going on, girl. Okay, I'm super excited because this weekend mm-hmm. and Jenna and Jenna's little friend who's <laughs> Who's also not, not going little. to see One Direction? Are you? God, no, thank you. But we're all we're doing something that is gonna is gonna be problematic for me, and you'll know why in a moment. Mm-hmm. We're all going on Saturday night to Universal Studios Horror Nights. Oh yeah, because it's the um, Walking Dead, is it? Or no, Stranger it's Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay, how is this problematic for you? This sounds like right up your alley. You've been talking about this for ages. Yes, this part of it is going to be terrific, and I'm super excited. But it's only one element of the Horror Nights. The Horror Nights are still, like, everything else about it is still in play. So you know what's going to be there. Clowns? Yes. Okay. Not just any clowns. Killer clowns. Killer clowns, which is like John my Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy clowns. It. It yeah. clowns. Yeah, I have no parts of it. Could you know, like, I am always so. You're so scary. Paranoid and scary. And so I think about, like, when I saw, you know, Scream 2 and she got killed in the theater by the ghost or whatever. I was like, yep, that, that's going to happen. And sure enough, someone got stabbed at a horror night because um, <laughs> one of the characters gave somebody a, a, a um, knife and was like, stab your friend, like stab him. And it was a real knife. It was not a fake problem. What? Knife. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Now that's just crazy. Yeah, so I was like, mm-hmm, see, yep, mm-hmm, see, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, we were at Six Flags the first night of, um, the first day of 
the fright fest and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, un no, unsupervised teenagers. Scary stuff. Let's go. I want no part of this. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be bananas. Um, so <sighs> I'm I'm totally looking forward to it because I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be fun doing it with my sister and my niece and her friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think it's just gonna be hysterical and fun. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm all, I also think I'm I'm gonna be scared. I think I'm gonna pee in my pants. So, um, yeah, but. <laughs> So we're having dinner beforehand at this little Mexican place out um, in Studio City. And then we're making our way up to Universal and, um, you know, getting chased around by frightening things and people in frightening costumes. So Yeah, I'm like, life is real life is scary. I don't need. <laughs> well, when I tell you what happened to me, like, yeah, like, so yeah, like real life is scary. I don't need any. um other things, artificial things to scare me. I'm good. I'm 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 good. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. So it's it should be it should be interesting. Um so yeah, so that's all these those are all my reports. I will have a full report about how this goes if I make it out alive. Um and, <laughs> and um I'm just definitely gonna wear my running shoes um so that I uh Mm-mm. no this sounds fun. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, what say you? Let's get personal. Yeah, I talked about some of it at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Also, again, I went where the girls were. This, you know, hung out with them. So, always lots of activities. So, um, one of the things I did was go to um, football game, um, Fort Valley um versus mm. Clark Atlanta, you okay. know, HBCU. Oh, fun. Football game, yeah, and you know, people being cr- silly little comments. Um and we also sat next to some CAU people, you know, we're AUC folks, and we sat on the Fort Valley side not because, you know, any allegiance or but because that was the shady side so that's, <laughs> that's why a wise sat. choice yeah so we were like they were like really nailing it down we were just wearing regular clothes and yeah they were like oh yeah and people were like y'all lost they're like no we fine we good <laughs> I was like we like we here yes we with y'all and again people who have never experienced like the black college experience you know, everything is, you know, it's just one of a kind. So the concessions. Okay. Girl, why did I have fried fish at a oh, football game? Are you serious? Yes, they were frying fish at the football game. Wow. It was delicious. I'm sure I it was. So happy. Um eating my fish and we left right after the halftime show, which was great for me because I kinda didn't want to go. Cause like I'm not changing clothes. I actually am staying here longer than I thought. Like I actually had like one change of clothes. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to do laundry to wear the same clothes because I didn't bring anything else. I thought I would be gone by now. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's like I don't have any football clothes. I'm just gonna wear you know what I wear. And yeah, but I was like, oh, I'm sitting here. I'm outside. It's not too hot. I'm in the shade. I'm eating some fried fish and watching the band and listening to all the little comments this is fantastic it does uh, sound like a nice day 
then went to church the next day, and mm-hmm. then went to the fair because the Georgia National Fair is happening. And the National the Ge- Fair? Yes, it is not the state fair. So there's two fairs. One, and so went to that one that's out near them, and did stay too long because I had to get back to um, Atlanta, but I crammed in a lot of time, a lot of things in a short amount of time. Okay. Um, and was sick pretty much the rest of the day because of the fair decisions that I made. The bad Um, decisions at the fair? Yeah. Uh, The mm. fair decisions. (laughs) Um, That's what I said. I said what I said. I heard you. Which equaled the first thing I ate was a basket of fried vegetables um mm. and then i followed that with a funnel cake oh Kristen! i know and the thing is it was all very delicious and the funnel cake i just got a play funnel cake but they had like variations on a theme when it came to funnel cake so i was like they had a birthday cake, red velvet, turtle, s'mores. Like, Mm-mm. they had, like, six or seven different types of funnel cakes. And I was like, I can barely do this. I can't do anymore. And, um, yeah, and I, yeah, oh, God, it was, I just wanted to eat my way through. Wow. But I had to stop there because, but literally, I ate that. I was sick. Oh, that sounds awful. The rest of the day, mm. when I had it, but I, I paid for it. Cause yeah, you did. Major. So yeah, so I'm trying to think of anything else. So yeah, those are kind of the things. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like a fun little weekend. Yeah, and um, this week, you know, working and whatnot, hoping to church and chill on Sunday, which is what I prefer to do. Nice. Yeah, we'll see what's happening. We'll see what's going on. Cool. Yeah, so that's it. Good, and then you have to see a star is born. Yeah, so maybe that'll be a Sunday afternoon chilling thing. That's yeah. Because it's actually starting to feel like fall, apparently. Oh, good. It's about time. Yeah, we got a lot of rain, of course, because of Michael. I was wondering how you guys were faring, because I know that it was more east, but... I figured you guys get some of the fringe. Yeah, but actually, like, middle Georgia, like, where the best them live, like, they got it really bad. Mm. Southern Georgia got it, like, super bad. We got a lot of rain. I really tried to get in, like, out of the office or whatever before it started, but got caught up, which a lot of us did, and it just was, like, a downpour. Like, to the fact that I was like, Lord, just get me home. Like, I just need to get Uh. home. It was so. Yeah, those bad. Georgia downpours are no joke because it's just sheets of water. Yeah, and then like it was dark and you oh, don't God, nearly have enough light. Right. Yeah, you I guys do like, not have enough lights. It makes no I sense. Like, I can't see the light. Everything's black. <laughs> it's so bad. It's super bad for it to rain as much as it does here. So, yeah, so got in. And I will say the one good thing, Bessie said, like, because it was really bad there with the wind and the thunder. Mm-hmm. She felt like it was like a hurricane. Um, 
I slept like a baby. I went to sleep early mm. and slept so well. Like, you know, a couple times got up because I just, I get up, it seems like every three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I wake up. But um, yeah, I was like, for the time I slept, like it was, I slept undisturbed for me. It was much better. So I was like, nice. Yes, 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 yes. Rain, rain, rain. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Well, I mean, I think that's, I think that's everything. Yeah. Tell me something. I don't we, so, we told you something, and I think it may have been everything. So there yeah. you have it, folks. Enough. We wait. Tell me enough of the things. That's the news. <laughs> enough of the things. Oh, and thank you for my um, brunch club. Um, oh, tell the people. Yeah, so started a brunch club. I love brunch. I love eating. I love brunch. <laughs> brunch makes me so happy, and I don't do it enough. So I started my little brunch club, and thank you for Andrea for coming through with a title. She's very good at this, people. And so <laughs> it is not too busy to brunch. A go. monthly brunch club, and I've done the logo and the Facebook Oh, my God. Page. I was going to, if I could throw a shoe across the country. <laughs> Why? You and the color discussion for the logo, I was like, I told you which one I liked. Well, I've, I've I given you various other you. suggestions. You I have asked, rejected them. I no, am done. I asked four people. And so... Only what everyone else loved it. Of course, one person had an issue with the colors, and I was like, "Yeah, I get it." And so another person who is not in a sorority gave her input. It was like, "Yeah, I don't think about that. Like, I'm good." And so I was like, "Fantastic." So I just, you know, after everyone's like, so I tried the other colors, and no one liked it. Oh, I hated the other ones that you sent. And I told you, I literally because you were driving me crazy, and I was like, "Okay, you know." Yes. How was I driving you crazy? Because I was, was at work. Tech. Okay. Yes, I was at work. So I was like, all right, y'all. All this did happen in a short amount of time, though. I will say that. No, it was. Once I it get was started like, on a project, I'm kind of Yeah, once you, yeah, but she was like ready to make decisions. And I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> finally, I was like, all right, y'all. Like, we're all in the office. Everyone's doing something at their workstation. And I was like, okay, everybody hold up. Look at this. This one, this one, this one, or this one, this one, or this one. And, it, <laughs> and they were like, this one this one this one I was like okay Kristen everybody likes the one I like <laughs> yeah here's a like, consensus from a group of strangers who don't know what the hell we're even talking about <laughs> and that's fine I'm all over it so I'm good mm-hmm. so yeah so yes that is so fun not too busy to brunch nope 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 so made the first reservation excited so cute. That'll Ready be fun. For people. Mm-hmm. Cool okay. deal. All right. All right, girl. Well, we'll do this all again next week. Guess so. Alrighty. Thanks Bye. for listening, folks. Thanks. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. 
Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. And get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at WaitTellMePod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at WaitTellMeEverything at gmail.com.